Hello everyone and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. This week, while Sly finishes his hunt as I do the intro to the show, we are going to be talking about the live letter number 27, the patch 3.2 part 2 live letter that's giving us some of the last bits of details we get, including the name of the patch, some lore about some things in the game, and a release. We're going to leave the lore out, we want to leave that for Ethis, we know that's his specialty and he's already made a video about it. But first, I am one of your hosts, Michael, Mr. Happy Poveromo, and of course joining me is Sly, a.k.a. Sly the Fox, a.k.a. Sly, a.k.a. Gray Fox, a.k.a. You, my boy, Blue. How are you doing today, Sly? I am doing wonderful. Did you just went, Did you just kill Hell's Claw? Yes, we did. As Literally as I said that. I'm doing wonderful. You're doing ten, wonderful? Ten, ten seeds to go. Oh, ten seeds to go, and you're done. Nice. Nice. I actually am almost caught up with my uh, all my luminous crystals on my alt, and I have like I think 15 items saved up for when I actually get to the last step for my monk and I'm on my alt, so that'll be my second one done. And I've been making a mill a day on favors, which has been nice. Nice. So, I've actually uh, made quite a bit of money off of maps, though. That... Oh, I've been selling a map a day too. 56k for a map, um, 100k in heart silver. No, not not and... off of the. Business. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Mats, the mats. Yeah, so Sly was doing, a, like, literally, we started the show late because Sly was like, I'm at Hell's Claw. There's only three people here. I need to I need to do this. I need this this for my seat. I got to do it. <laughs> I had to. He had yeah. to do it. He's not had denying to it. it. Y'all yeah. can't deny it. All right, on that note, I'm going to try. The intro music has been going this entire freaking time. So, yes. hello, everyone. Uh, this is a pretty big show that we have in store today. Oh, it know, usually it, is. You know, I say that. It's not really that big of a show because a lot of the stuff we kind of already knew, but they pretty much just clarified on most of it. But in all honesty, I think it, like, people were hyped for it. One thing we can agree on, we didn't get a trailer. We did not get a trailer. We didn't get a trailer. But it, I think, all in all, it was kind of underwhelming to me. Uh, I didn't think it was that. I didn't think it was underwhelming because it finally told us what the hell half the content actually was. The last live letter was telling us what they were going to talk about next time, pretty much. Or at least that's how I interpreted it. But uh, we're going to be going through the first half of the live letter this week. I'm going to see if we, we we're probably going to do the second half next week, the lore aspect of it with Ethis. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be Aorzivia with where we challenge Ethis, no. it's going to be a legitimate no. lore talk with Ethis. Um, we probably won't do the one where we challenge Ethis until after like the world progress is over for 3.2 and whatnot. Um, now, before you go any further, do you want to bring up what you brought up before we actually did pre-show? I was going to wait till the end of the show, but I can do it now. Yeah. Alright, so everyone, uh, you know how we've been really getting excited for the one-year anniversary of State Woo! of the Realm? You know, let, sure let me make sure this was mathed correctly before I say it. Let me pull up the calendar on my phone right now. So this is, the, this is week number 49. This is episode number 49 of State of the Realm. Episode 50, yes, episode 50 will be on the 9th. Episode 51 will be on the 16th. And episode 52 will be on the 23rd. Wonder what's happening then. Well, tell you. Well, that's why I was gonna wait till the end so we could tell everyone what was happening on the twenty third. Let's just say Sly's gonna have a pretty lonely one year anniversary for uh, State poor, of the Realm. Poor Uncle Sly. Poor Uncle Sly has to host a one year anniversary all on his own. I wonder. I wonder why that is though. Because somebody will be doing Prague, world first Prague. Someone will be doing Prague. Hmm. And it's, there's only two of us, so I wonder who it could be. Yeah, wonder. Yeah. 
There's not many options right there. Yes. Oh, Everyone man. in chat, shame happy for not being no, here. No, because here's the, the thing. Oh, no, it, no, no. Don't don't get technical and say, no, 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 no it's I'm not going to be I'm it's getting not be very my... fucking technical right now. Okay, listen. So here is, here's the thing. So it'll be your one-year anniversary on the show. Remember, but it's not going to be my one year. I actually have had two uh. weeks off of the show. This is actually only the 47th episode that I've been on. So my one year anniversary of state of the realm is it going to be till march 8th so i mean you can that's why you can celebrate it on your own you know what i'm saying like you can celebrate your one year and then i can celebrate my one year and it'll be and we'll be good to go i'll it'll, it'll be like the most embarrassing birthday party ever i'll just be here by myself in the <laughs> yeah, birthday little, hat little with cake, cake in one with candle cake in like yeah i'm just here hi everyone <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the realm, your weekly Final Fantasy fourteen podcast, and I'll just throw the cake and I'll buy it my fucking self. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Don't throw the cake. That's a mess. That's a waste of cake, dude. That's irresponsible. I know. Yeah, you're so irresponsible. I know. All right. So on that note, but while uh, while we're talking about that, while we did our announcements at the beginning, because Sly didn't want to wait till the end of the show. He's like, no, 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 no. 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 I want I want you to deal with this problem at the beginning of the show, not at the end of yep. the show. Uh we actually we have a live letter to talk about. Again, it's the first half of it. And there's a and lot of stuff here. We kind of spilled the beans on one thing. Patch 3.2, February 23rd. It's called the Gears of Change, which to me sounds like a very Alexander-heavy title. And that's what I thought at the beginning, too, with the whole gear artwork. But then we got the Menthilia artwork. Oh, yeah. Gears of kinda, Change. Which kind of confused me. I'm like, wait, is, are, are they throwing Alexander into the mix, into the main story? Nope. Nope. We're going to learn a little bit more about Menphilia. We, yeah, found so, out, we found that out through Koji Fox at the end. Yeah, um, and we'll be talking a little bit more extensively about theories behind that with Ethos on a following episode. Right. Um, but yeah, Gears of Change, he said it's not just uh, Alexander. He did say, he literally said it's not just Alexander. Like, very clearly, that was a big mm -hmm. inspiration for it. But um, the Gears of Change, I mean, on top of that, I mean, the gear is changing. We'll be talking about that a little bit. Menphilia um, mm -hmm. plays a part in uh, her change, how she's changed from the last time we saw her. We're going to find out a little bit more about that in 3.2. Uh, so we'll leave that for the show with Ethis. Uh, just keep in mind, you've probably read some of that information online. And, of course, you can keep up to date with all this stuff on the official forums or through our unofficial translation where I fell asleep in the middle of the lore section because it was 5.30 in the morning and I was like, mm -hmm. fuck it, I'm done. I'm done. That's it. I'm tapping out. Sorry, Koji. Ethis called me out on social media, and he was like, for people who didn't fall asleep during the lore section, here's the video explaining it. Yep. Thanks, or, no, in, no, in case you fell asleep during the lore section, here's the video for you. But that's not what they started the live letter off with. No, I started the live letter off with showcasing that new dummy system that we were talking about before. Mm -hmm. The one that's supposed to be there to basically test your DPS without testing your DPS. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. But it was funny to just... They just started with Yoshi P playing Black Mage. And fucking up his rotation. Yeah, and he was just <laughs> fucking up his rotation over and over and over again. He, did he, he get it like at the, the... He got it at like the final second, didn't he? Yeah, he, he got it pretty much like right on the cusp of the, uh, of the, of the time limit that he had. Yeah. Um, we'll go over that more, but there was actually some interesting information that was uh, that was pulled from that footage. So yes. um, this isn't officially in the notes, but the, uh, people have been talking about some of the things. Marco's been doing some translations for some clarifications on new features coming to 3.2. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the big ones that it seems like Astral Fire for Black Mages is now refreshing at the beginning of your Fire 1 uh, finishing its cast as opposed to the end of the animation, which basically gives you about an extra two seconds of uh, time to cast 
where you just have Astral Fire up. Uh, I don't know what exactly you can do with that extra two seconds, but uh, it's definitely, it's one of those things where the anime, I'd wish everything applied the effect at the beginning of the animation instead of the end, and it's good to see Black Mage just kind of getting that. It also looked like Astral Fire was having its duration extended. If I if I'm not mistaken, which is another really big thing that could mean an extra that could mean an extra fire four. I actually have to go back and look at that. Like I I kind of watch it at least twice just to see, but I had to really look deep into it just yeah. to see what happened. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what it means because I don't play a black mage. Some people were telling me you can get an extra fire four with that. I I'm just telling you what I was told. I don't know if that's true because I don't know how it changes with MP values. Maybe what I'm assuming is later with Anokian. Mm -hmm. that maybe somewhere an extra fire four opens up or an extra uh, the ability to use an extra proc opens up uh and yeah and it comes out like one second earlier so it's it's basically the equivalent of getting an entire extra cast i just uh i really want to see how that impacts black mage because black mage is one of those jobs that didn't really need this kind of boost but it definitely is appreciated to get a quality of life change like that because what that says to me is that there may be fire starter procs will also appear more or more quickly i didn't actually watch the video to see if that was the case mm -hmm. um but I'm uh, I'm happy to see that they're get, that we're starting to get quality of life stuff. The anime, everything being tied to animations was always a big problem. And and believe me, there's a lot more quality of life stuff um, later on that we'll discuss. But this is just one thing. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of things. Yeah, fire started. Yeah, some people who are watching. I it was three in the fucking morning for me. I don't I don't remember half of the shit I saw. People came back and said, "Hey, oh, happy! Did you see the gear they showed?" And I said, "Yeah." They're like, "So what did you think about Leviathan gear for Ninja?" And I was like, what? 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 When did... Yeah, I did miss I a few things, too. I don't fucking I saw remember. some of the gear. I don't, I don't fucking remember. It's just whatever. Fuck it. I don't... Oh, sleepy hap. He did not have his hap coffee that morning. Uh, I don't fucking know. It's just... Fuck yeah. it. I'm going back to sleep. Fuck the lore. At this, you take care of this. I don't know. <laughs> But most importantly, Yoshi P did beat the dummy in time. And we'll talk more about what those dummies are actually there to do. Because they're there to test your DPS. But they mm -hmm. detailed a little bit more how it's supposed to test your DPS. Uh, because it's not as simple as, here's one dummy, good luck. It's, uh, it's got different tiers of difficulties that you can access. I didn't even see a number. I didn't notice a number. Uh, do you mean a number of regards of his DPS? It mm -hmm. doesn't actually tell you your DPS. Your goal is to beat the, the dummy before the time limit runs out. that's a sour spot well we'll talk about where because they tried they tried to make it so that if you could beat this dummy you theoretically have enough dps to beat a certain fight i i will explain that a little bit more when we get into explaining because it's called stone sky c mm -hmm. um and actually you know what they kind of covered that right at the beginning so because yep. we already covered the title of the patch and the release date uh basically it's a three minute battle challenge against striking dummies and e in each dummy that you fight is designed for a specific trial or fight in the game so you select hey Let's say, oh, I want to test my DPS. Do I have good enough DPS to do A3 Savage? Let me click the A3 Savage dummy, fight it for three minutes. If I kill it on time, my DPS is on par for what should be expected of me. If I, if I don't, then I need to work on it and improve before I should even step foot into this fight, really. But the thing is, it's different for each job. Yes. Tank, tanks and DPS have different, different types of checks. But what's so odd about that is, like, we have a warrior who's a DPS tank. Yeah. He could probably do a DPS dummy and have no, well, I wouldn't say no problems, but, but it'll protect it based on your job. I mean, you're you're going as a warrior and you'll be going and that's what they expect out of you as a warrior. But it's, it, I think it would be interesting to see, like, see uh, a tank dummy. Well, not really a tank dummy, a DPS dummy with a tank, with a warrior, just to kind of like 
It's just extra challenge. Stick them on the Bard and Machinist one. I'm sure they'll kill it before the Bard does. Of course they would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Bards and Machinists. Um, but it's good to see that that's... I mean, I was a little worried it was just going to be easy, normal, hard, and that was going to be the end of it. It's good to see that it's for every single trial. But at this mm. point, I have to question one thing. Is it really fucking worth going this far to not put a parser in the game that's official? <laughs> like, this is a lot of fucking work to put into something <gasps> to just um, not put numbers in the game. There may be a reason why. It, it, like, it. there's the... You know, don't ask, don't tell rule of parsers. Yeah. Now, parsers are a double-edged sword. They, they can help, but at the same time, they can hurt. hurt. They can definitely hurt. And we've seen both sides of it. You know, people actually using parsers for good to improve themselves. And the negative side where people, you know, shame, shame. You don't have enough DPS. Fuck you. You're not in my group anymore. Um I'd say the bigger problem with it was people taking it into, like, Duty Finder shit and, like, berating, like, tanks and shit. And yeah, but it's, it's like, the truth hurts! Yeah, and I, don't, and I agree with you. I don't see why they just could attached a parser to it. Like, this is, outside, this is outside of a duty. Nobody else is involved unless, you know... I mean, uh, like, if you're going to go in this by yourself, then nobody else is involved unless, you know... You're streaming it or something, and then shame, shame, shame. And you know what the funny part is? People who do it, a lot of them are going to parse themselves while they do it. Yeah. <laughs> Which just defeats the entire purpose of it because you could just go do a dummy in the first place. All that it says is that exactly. you, you can literally put a number to to the to the total. Although so people this... are not idiots. You can literally just see, hey, this enemy has 1.2 million health. You have three right. minutes. What's the DPS required? So it's, it's just basically a challenge. It's really not a parser. So people who already have parsers, this is not adding anything to them. They might do it just to see what it's like. But after that, they're probably not going to do it anymore because they have a parser. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And even then, I, the only reason, like, I'm going to do them all just for the sake of having them done so I never have to do them again. Right. Um, the only thing I kind of like about it is you can kind of showcase uh, – to other players what a three-minute fight would kind of look like or a three-minute parse would look like and uh, how, if you do certain rotations with certain gear, how quickly you'll actually be able to win. It's less about beating it in three minutes and it's more mm -hmm. about beating it in, you know, two minutes, 24 seconds versus two minutes and 34 seconds. That's going to be a, a, a something that matters probably a little bit more to the people that actually care about the efficiency of this. It's good right. to know that three minutes is designed for it to be beaten, but to be fair, with no mechanics being done, I'm curious how that's being, you know, calculated, and if it's three minutes as if you were playing, uh, you know, as if you were dealing with all the mechanics, or it's three minutes assuming you have very little mechanics to deal with, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then there's one extra detail, um, you know, they do have it for tank and DPS, but there are no healing dummies just yet. Not confirmed. Not not a hundred. Well, somebody told me that there are healing dummies. They're just not as efficient or something like that. Okay. Some, somebody told me there's a different translation on the official forums. I haven't I haven't checked it out myself yet. Neither but so. um, it wasn't as serious apparently as the tank and DPS dummies were, and I don't know exactly what that means. Right. I'd have to I'd have to research it a little bit more for myself, but. I mean, a healing dummy, the only way... The problem with a healing dummy is if you're going to use it to test a fight, you need the exact same types of damage, the exact same attacks going off mm -hmm. from the dummy. So it's a question of, is it just literally like you're going to make a, a one friendly dummy, one enemy dummy, and you just have to spank heal that fucking one target dummy? Or do you make seven other dummies? That's what I'm and, thinking. It's going to be seven other dummies and maybe one enemy dummy, you know, kind of throwing down attacks on the other seven dummies. Yeah. And you could DPS a little bit. 
Yeah, and that would, I, I, I hope to see kind of a mix of that. I mean, I, I'd like to see multiple tiers of difficulty for the healer ones and multiple tiers of difficulty for the tank ones. Uh, things that actually test being a tank, things that actually test being a healer, more so than things that specifically test for an individual instance and what's required of them on the DPS front. I would like to see more unique challenges brought forth. Similar, I, the problem is this is based, that basically turns it into guild hests. And Gil Hess didn't teach you shit. Nothing. Listen, I've done the one where you need to kill the six enemies at the same fucking time. It was useless, okay? Everything they taught you up to that point was fucking useless. And even after you did that, you're just like, whoa, man, thank God these other people didn't fuck it up. And okay, okay. For someone like you, it's not true. For, but for someone who's a first-timer, who's in, who just, this is their first MMO, it teaches them a little bit. But, like, once you look back, like, no, this shit didn't teach me anything. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so the big thing that we were kind of talking about, you were talking about a warrior beating the uh, DPS dummies, for example. Yes. We don't exactly know how that's going to go after this patch. Uh, so one Ooh. thing that, we, we, that they've been alluding to, and I've hated the way they've alluded to this, because we, we kind of already knew exactly what they were going to do, and they were right. Mm -hmm. It was just annoying not having them tell us. We finally got some information on tank damage calculation changes. The big difference that people were expecting, people didn't know if that meant outgoing damage or oncoming damage, or incoming damage, I should say. And we mm -hmm. finally found out it's outgoing damage, uh, which is what I thought. And Yoshi P himself said, maybe three weeks ago, he, he put out a, a note that said, for those of you who are tanks, you probably know what we're doing, but we can't say anything for sure just yet. And everyone's like, no, we don't know what the fuck you're doing. The only thing I could think of is this. <laughs> well, you know, it was that. So basically, um, they're making Vitality the, the primary physical attack stat for uh, tanks. That being said, strength is not being removed entirely. It is going to have its effect reduced, but... This puts it in an interesting scenario because it's now the only job that generates its power, its physical attack stat from two different stats. And it's going to be interesting seeing how Vitality ends up weighing against uh, Strength. Do you, have any, do, you ha do you have any thoughts on how that's going to go? Here's what I thought. I thought originally that Vitality is just going to increase Strength, but it's going to be capped a certain way. You know, pal Paladins are going to be more feasible, obviously, you know, with 20,000 health and... Like, God knows how much strength, but that's not, not going to make them a freaking God tank. Um, like, strength pieces in terms of left side and, well, I wouldn't say right side, too, because it works a different way. But, well, it'll be halved. Into, I, I wouldn't say halved. We were talking about this before we got into pre-show. I was going to say that they were going to be halved in terms of actual, you know, damage. Uh, you said, what, 0.3? Well, my, my kind of theory with this is... Uh... So on left side pieces, you have your main stat and you have vitality. It works like right. that for every job. Right. Um, now in tanks, it's technically they have two main stats there. They have strength and they have vitality. What I'm assuming is whatever calculation they do, right now, like let's say you have 94 strength on an item, that gives you 94 physical attack power. Yeah. Um, what I'm assuming will actually happen is with the new calculations, the combined, let's say 94 strength and 102 vitality in that case, that would equal the 94 attack power. That's what I imagine is going to happen. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to end up in a scenario where they have more attack power than other jobs in the game. Because if they just added attack power to vitality and it was a flat buff across the board, then it would just, they would have way more physical attack power than everyone else. So yeah, there, there has to be a way that they have to cap it off. It, they're not yep. going to be, the, the tanks are going to be the end-all, be-all god job just because they have all the vitality in the world. 
Yeah, and so what I'm kind of expecting to happen is on left side gear, the calculations are going to end up exactly the same. You'll mm -hmm. have the exact same physical attack power coming from left-hand pieces, and the decision then comes from right-hand pieces, where that's, that's always where the controversy has been, vitality versus strength accessory, so that makes sense. Um, I'm assuming on the surface it's going to always look like Vitality's ahead, and I have a feeling they're going to design it so the Vitality accessories are deliberately designed to be ahead. Mm -hmm. I have one concern. What? The parry stat is still fucking garbage unless they're changing that too. And sometimes I'm... <laughs> we won't know until the patch notes. It, it, gets, it may not be garbage in the patch notes. You don't know. But yeah. there's the possibility that if they're not differentiated enough, that a strength piece without parry could pa surpass a vitality piece with parry in terms of, in terms of output for the job. Uh, that remains to be seen because we don't know anything. It's all speculation at this point. We don't know how much vitality is going to affect your physical attack power. We don't know how much strength is being brought down. I just expect that in the end, you're probably going to have less physical attack power before melds and very similar attack power to DPS jobs with melds. That's where I'm kind of going with this. But like I was saying before, show I think even though it, the gear's not going to be you know worth it anymore, those those over over melded tanks have to be pissed right now. I mean, the, the, momentarily anything, they're going to be pissed. They're going to be like they're not going to be pissed when they don't buy new accessories. The thing is now with and this, we're going to talk about this later with with the crafted items right. going up in value so much. Um, there's the possibility that even still. It's still better to go for crafted accessories because you want extra critical hit rate or determination. Right. Um, oh, and then we don't know how that's going to factor. Like, that's another big thing. You have to question if this craft... They said it's going to be great going into raids, but we mm -hmm. don't know how it's going to... Uh, how it's yeah. going to go against the raid gear. If, it, if there's going to be a competition where some crafted pieces are better. That's always been a struggle that Screen Enix has had where crafted pieces come into power, then they're out of power. Then they come back into power, then they're out of power. So it's, it's going to be a struggle seeing what they actually decide to do and where the power balancing actually ends up between crafted and not crafted. I would like a world where there are crafted items that are raid equivalent, um, but not no, in this we're way. We're never going to get that. But not we're in this way. In a, in a way where you can actually get recipes from raids and you can uh, and then and that would be craft the, them. Like, when you say that, you make me think of Deidum. Every time. Hey, you never know. Maybe one day Diadem... Well, the thing is, Diadem is being changed in such a way that when 3.3 comes out, um, that gear is very clearly going to be inferior to raid gear. But it's right. going to be a stepping stone. Like, like It is a like catch-up patch for people who either need materia for the next raid patch or people who are looking for certain materials or certain vanity items and people who are looking to get better gear going into the raids, ultimately to replace it with raid gear. Um, but these changes aren't going to be implemented until 3.2, and we don't have the exact calculations. I'm sure a lot of our resident, especially warriors, are going to be digging deep into this. Especially, I know our warrior is just, he's ready to go ham on all the calculations. So, And he's always been on top of that shit. So, uh, looking forward to seeing what it actually results in, because it's starting to sound like, God forbid, we have a semblance of choice in the game. <laughs> as opposed to everything kind of just going in one direction but i have a feeling in the end it's all going to go in one direction anyway yeah so we'll we'll see what kind of happens there and the other thing is if vitality is going to give damage um tank bosses got to hit a whole lot harder if they're gonna if no matter what everyone's gonna have access the tanks are gonna have access to that vitality if that's the end goal these bosses are gonna have to hit hard enough to make use of all that vitality or you're literally going to be unstoppable you say bosses or boss? Because in terms well, of... In all the bosses. In I'm reference saying, to the patch. Like, I'm I can only think of one situation. Boss, that... Every boss. Even dungeon bosses are going to have to hit harder to compensate for this. 
because if you're tank, like, let's look at, if I go into the duty finder right now, I see a Dark Knight with 14k HP versus a Dark Knight with 20k HP, and the Dark mm -hmm. Knight with 14k HP is perfectly fine. In yeah. this case, they need to make it so the Dark Knight with 20k HP is perfectly fine, and one with 14k HP is kind of like, you know? Like, otherwise, it's like, what the fuck? Because everyone's going to be wearing the Vitality anyway. Otherwise, it's going to be funny going back into old dungeons that probably haven't had damage recalculations and just being fucking unstoppable in, like, in like fucking Never Reap and shit. But how... When you say that, it's... There's still an unbalance, though. And we've always been talking about, you know, difficulty. And with the difficulty comes the damage. How would, that, how would they figure out a healthy balance? Because with, I mean, where it, whereas um, A3, for example. Cleaves, I mean, his cleaves and his autos would have to hit hard. I mean, that's really all it changes. You don't have to increase raid damage. You only need to increase the damage that the tank is taking. Okay. Which I think is... So which just, I th just individual damage on tanks and just cleaves. That's, right. Okay. So, uh, with the exception of, with, with the exception of things like A3 Savage's split cleave, you couldn't make that hit harder because it's splitting between the entire raid group. But yeah. in the case of target uh, uh, damage... Targeted specifically at tanks. Uh, I think that they're absolutely going to need to see an increase on tank busters and on general outgoing damage, which then actually may have the repercussion of healers being a little bit more pressured uh, on the tank, which would push them kind of out of the DPS role and a mm -hmm. uh, little bit more into the role that people kind of go into go into healing for. That's kind of where I'm expecting it to go. It, it should It's going to have a very big effect on the game. And I say that now, and then it's going to have almost no effect at all. But anyway... Uh, Speaking of tanks, we have some job adjustments. Yes, we do. Paladin's getting buffed. It's happening. Slides, that's all he has to do. Slides just has to nod his head like, mm-hmm. 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 We don't know much about it yet, though. Uh, we, do know, we do know that there are some changes to oaths. We don't know all of them, uh, but they will be in, in the patch notes. Yeah, I mean, all they really mentioned is they're going to be changes to the odes. What I imagine is they're going to function a little bit more like Deliverance and Defiance, where they're off global cooldown, they don't interrupt combos. They'll probably still cost MP, though. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's a big thing. I mean, there's a lot of little things. I don't think Paladin necessarily needs buffs, but it needs, a, it needs its abilities to function in a less shitty way. I feel like that's the better way. Just clean it up. Like, they cleaned up Black Mage. Clean up Paladin. Make it so that fucking um, Clemency, which, by the way, skills with attack power, not strength, so don't worry about that. Mm -hmm. Um... Like, clemency can't be interrupted by auto attacks. I think it's dumb it can be interrupted by auto attacks. Yeah, you could say it's skillful at the time it. You're already taking three seconds out of your fucking DPS rotation to try and use it once. Can you at least just leave it at, like, the two and a half, three second mark? Like, that's something I would love to see change about Paladin, because that's one of their great utilities is that spell, and the fact that if they use it while they're the tank, they are gonna, and they don't, and it gets interrupted, you just lost two to two and a half seconds of DPS, you just lost the global cooldown, basically. Pretty much. Which is fucking annoying. I don't know why they, uh, why they do that. <laughs> um, Astrologian. They are going to be seeing buffs. We talked about this last time. What? Go ahead. So, <laughs> I know Sly doesn't... I don't know. I know how Sly feels about this. So, uh, the first... There, there's two adjustments they specifically brought up. The first one is the means through which they draw cards. And the biggest concern most people have ever had is, I have a Spire. I don't need this. Shuffle. Great. Another fucking Spire. I don't need this. Boom. Throw card, throw card away or find a way to incorporate it into what you're already doing. So the adjustment that they made earlier is pretty much null and void. Why? Why which, would you... Which, which change is null and void? Which one? The adjustment for Shuffle. 
Well, I mean, but the thing is, it's like, it's still, it, I agree, it is annoying. I get it that there's two cards, technically an Astral Ocean deck is 12 cards. And there, and also when you shuffle a card, it's the act of putting the card back in the deck and shuffling. You're not pulling the card out, shuffling, pulling another card, then putting it back in. It's just that, uh, I mean, I actually, I, I'm okay with this because my only problem with Astro was RNG draws. And this still has RNG mm-hmm. draws, it's just mitigated RNG draws. The Astro has yeah. a little bit more control of their deck. It's still going to be a, deck, a stack deck. Um, that's what I'm saying. See, so, I, I think some, that, people, some people are saying it's a stack deck, and I agree. I think it's going to be a stack deck. I think it would be crazy if, like, for example, in, like, an expansion, um, Astro could pick one card that they could, you know, they could occasionally activate a stacked deck effect. Mm-hmm. Where, or, like, every time they draw a card, it gives them stack, like, there's a chance they'll get a buff called stack deck. Right. Which um, will automatically make the next pull the pre-designated stacked card. That would be pretty cool. Like, a lot of people think that the expansion's going to give... Um, passives, a lot more passives versus a lot more active abilities. That would be mm-hmm. a cool one I could see for Astro getting a stacked deck effect, a proc on their draw card that like pull, makes allows them to select a uh, select a whatever it's called a um, like a, a predetermined card that they will draw on the next one around. Heart of the cards. Heart of the basically it's heart of the cards. Yeah, <laughs> it's heart of the cards. That's what they can call the passive. They, instead of calling it stacked deck, just call it uh, heart of the cards. Guide me. Trade trademark. And then name Yu-Gi-Oh. the buff. And then name the buff when you actually trigger the proc call it guide me there you go and then it could be that um and then also now this is a change that i don't feel like enough people talk about with astro um one big thing that happens with uh, astro is they have the probably the worst enmity problems of all three healers oh yes they do so scholar has the benefit of not really generating a whole lot of enmity because their direct heals aren't as strong their sh- and their shields don't generate enmity based on how much they're shielding white mages have shroud of saints which cuts their enmity in half every time they use it it's not it's not like quelling strikes it it cuts their enmity in half right astros have something that's more like quelling strikes so if you don't use it while you're doing your big heals it doesn't actually reduce your outgoing enmity all that much they probably have the highest enmity generation of all three of the healers they're looking believe me i've noticed i've seen a lot of i've seen a lot of astros get murdered in raid Oh, yeah. So oh, that's another thing that's being adjusted is their enmity generation, since it is very clearly higher. It's not something I ever really considered, but I don't play Astro in raid, so mm-hmm. and we don't use an Astro in our raid. So it's something I probably wouldn't have noticed if uh, it hadn't been brought to my attention, uh, attention overall. Right. Um, machinists also um, going to be getting adjustments to help their sustained DPS. Hooray? I think Square Enix likes that Wildfire hits ridiculously fucking hard. I think they understand that the problem is not in their burst damage. It's in their sustained damage. Sustained damage. And that's what happens when you have one dot, some off, a few off GCDs, and RNG combo system. That's what happens when you have that. Although I had some pretty fucking good luck. When I'm leveling my machinist, like, it's like proc, oh shit, proc, oh shit, proc, oh shit. I got like 12 procs in a row. And it's pretty fun, I'm not going to lie. It's pretty cool. I like it. So you're the RNG machinist. I you're the, am, you're, I am you're the, the one outlier. You're the one outlier to all the other machinists who can't get those procs. I, I feel bad for when I hear a machinist say, I went 12 abilities in a row without getting it. I'm like, first of all, that's bullshit because you can't get 12 abilities off without using quick reload. You, you can get five or six. You're not getting 12 abilities off without quick reload. Second of all, bullshit. It's 50% chance. It's not that it couldn't happen, but odds are it hasn't happened. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully they don't bring down the power of Wildfire at all in exchange for the sustained, because that would be kind of bad. I like Wildfire. Wildfire is so cool. Just 10k damage. It's cool. I like it. Just boom, 10k damage all at once. 
man. And the last adjustment uh, is to the limit break, and it's at the rate it, it'll fill. So apparently, so, this was a change they implemented back in 3.1, and they mm -hmm. actually removed it. Um, and they said, it's fucked up. We have to remove it. We'll put it back in at 3.2. This is them putting it back in. So we already know what this is. If you just go back and read, I think, the 3.1 Do you think it, it had to do with anything with the, um, well, it's different. What, the A4 Savage clear with the fucking three melees and the machinists? Yes. <laughs> no, I don't think it has to do with that. Because we, there was the change where if you have too many of the same uh, job... Which is what we is is still what we have now. Too many of the same. Yeah, it'll job. it'll um fill at a slower rate. What they got rid of and they said would come back was stacking the roll itself in particular. So like having X amount like three or more melee DPS was what got removed. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it has anything to do with that in particular because that was an abuse case for people that already had beaten the fight months prior, mm -hmm. and they were just like, "Fuck it, we need the most DPS we can get in the gear we have now." This is that composition, and uh, that's just where it ended up, kind of. Uh, so then we get into a lot of the content. And uh, the first part, this first thing we get to talk about, there's some nice news in here, but it's mostly irrelevant, I feel. It's nice for the people who it applies to. You think so? I, I, it's Like I said, it's nice for the people it applies to, for the people who maybe have an hour a day to play, and this is on their agenda. Mm -hmm. But for the majority of people, it's still going to be dungeon spamming for leveling. I mean, let's be fair. Right. Uh, the NAF Beast Tribe dailies are being added in. Um, hooray! Hooray! Yes, definitely. Still haven't finished my Vanu Vanu ones. I'm rank six, uh, almost rank seven. Uh, so it's similar to the Vanu Vanu with that dynamic quest sync. The only thing is they're like drastically buffing the EXP that the dailies give. Now there's always the possibility these give like 180k, mm -hmm. and when I, and if they do, I'm then going to look at the large leave quests and be like, what are you doing in this? Why do we have these large leave? Like, Go away. I'm not Why spending, do we still have them? I'm not spending ten, 10 fucking leave allowances on this one. Why has, okay, now that you bring that up, why has that not been adjusted yet? I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. The trade-off is it takes about a little bit more than another minute or two to beat the large ones. Mm -hmm. And it's equivalent to, I think, I don't know. It's, it's obviously not equivalent to 10 times the experience. The whole goal is you're getting that much experience in roughly the same period of time, as opposed to, hey, let me do 10 individual leave quests, which will give me more experience. So just do but, the fucking 10. But it will take way longer to do the 10, especially because you, they fucking, you have to go back to Ishgard for every single one of them. You can't be in the same zone and do that. But you're going to look at it, like, you're really not going to look at it from a time constraint standpoint. You're going to look at it from an EXP standpoint. And if you're looking at it... I don't know. I don't want to do 10 fucking leave quests. But at the same time, I don't want to just... At the same time, mentally, I don't want to waste 10 on the one. So I don't do them at all, pretty much. <laughs> I just don't do them at all in that case because I don't want to do it. Um, it's double the EXP for 10 times the leave allowance. There you go. So it's like 90 to 180k. Takes about 1.1 times the amount of complete, but it's 10 allowances. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's the theory. It doesn't work out that way. By the time this expansion is done, everything's going to be worth fucking 80 million experience points. We're going go to go fucking 1 to 60 in one quest. <laughs> it's going to look like a fucking private server for World of Warcraft at this point. Um, but they're going to increase that amount, which is nice, because if you're actually rank 8, you get about 90,000 experience points between, like, 58 and 60. So it's a pretty decent amount of experience points that you get now, so I don't know. I don't think these large-scale leave quests are going to be ever worth doing. Not like they were before, but... They, had to, they eventually have to either take them out or adjust them. Yeah. I agree. And especially because, like, the little items they reward that you're supposed to be able to buy gear with, they fucking suck. You buy white... It's white gear! Like, it's literally the bottom of the barrel gear you're picking up with this shit. 
So I don't even understand. Maybe if they made it like dungeon quality gear, I would consider doing these these leaf quests, but not for fucking like garbage tier shit. I would vendor gear. That's just <laughs> that's just how I feel about it. Um, but then he showed off some mounts. Gojira. Gojira. Well, before we even get to Gojira, what the fuck was that wrath mount? <laughs> that shit looked ugly as sin. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I kind of liked it, but I was like, sin. I don't know if I'm willing to grind out all those ranks for no, that thing. No, no. That'll be one mount that I just pass on. Uh, yeah. But the other mount, on the other hand, I'm sitting on 600,000 uh, gold saucer points, and I have 200,000 spare. The camera mount was fucking real. <laughs> it was very fucking real. Are you going to pick up the camera mount? I will pick up the camera mount. How many, just... how many gold saucer tokens do you have? God, I haven't been to the... Better start going. He's checking. Sorry. Sorry those people who are listening at home and don't see his face and don't Six, know that he's doing that. 60,000. Oh, what the fuck? I haven't done fuck? anything. I haven't gone back to the gold saucer in ages. Do you think I've had the time? No. Motherfucker, it takes literally 30 seconds to do that shit three times a day. To do the fucking mini cack pot. I have I earned remember. all 550k I of what I don't have remember. Okay, hell, when I used to get... Get fucked up in some some fucking um, hunt or shit. I had gold saucer set as my home checkpoint. If I die, oh, hey, so go I, back to doing that. No, you don't raid anymore. Go back to doing that. I will after I get my fucking anima. <laughs> the anima is just it, it's just a pride thing, just for me, you know. Motherfucker, it's thirty. Everyone from now on, every day, go to his chat and ask him if he's done his fucking gold saucer shit yet. Don't don't cut him any slack. There's that's no excuse. You know what my excuse is? What? I don't play the game every day while I'm waiting for the patch. So I'm not gonna log on just to do it. If you're already on the game, go do it. But, don't be lazy. But hunt. Don't be sly, aka lazy fox. But hunt. Butt hunts. Hunt butts. Hunt butts. There you go. Yes. Alright. Now uh, so, uh, you wanna talk about this next one? Yes. Uh, for all the PvP fans out there, we have the Feast. And this, this is what I think is going to get me back into PvP. Not just doing PvP just for the free SOs. I'm just here for the free SOs and chicken. That's all I'm here for. That's when I, every you time get I... get chicken from the roulette? Yeah, yeah, you get, you didn't know you get free chicken from Frontlines. Yeah. Fuck, I would never have to cook dinner again. I know, man. <laughs> yeah, but most times I was just in there for, you know, I'm, I'm just here for the free SOs. I, like, half the times I would be interested, but... The other half, when we're just not doing that well, I'm just here for free SOs. Just get me out of here. This, I'm actually interested in. Oh, yeah? Yes. Yes. Why um, is that? We'll get to it. All right. Uh, the required level is 60, and the eye level is synced down to 150. See, I don't like that. I already don't yeah, like I think it's fair. I think it's fair. All right. Bullshit. Who gives a fuck? We got PvP gear for a reason. It's not supposed to be glamour. Stop. It's got a stat on it for PvP. It's not a glamour. <laughs> Motherfucker, I want morale to do something. <laughs> if we're going to have PvP gear, make it fucking do something. So what eye level would you want it to be at? Just fucking eye level sync to 8v8. Eye level to sync what? to casual. To what? To, to 150. That's fine. Okay. Eye level sync the, the non-ranked 4v4s and then unitem level sync the ranked 4v4s. So you would want an unsync playlist, like an unsync list. Sure, I'll uh, fucking take it. 
Okay. People who are in Diamond are going to be getting their own gear anyway, which we'll talk about for a second. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, as he uh, said, we do have the 4v4, one tank, one melee, one ranged. Uh, and the 8v8, which is just two tanks, two melee, two ranged, and two healers. Um, and you can only use these party compositions. You can't go in, you know... Four double. tanks. Yeah, four tanks, man mode. No, you can't do that. See, yeah. this, is, this is another thing for me. I don't like forced compositions, especially when it's a for fun. Why? Because, oh, did you see Seal Rock with forced compositions? No, the enemy team has fucking nine Astro. <laughs> that shit is hilarious and fun. It's if I not know fun. The enemy team, yes, it it's is. It's not fun when I see fucking five fucking summoners. I mean, not summoners. Um, Yeah, summoners. That shit's okay. fucking hilarious. There's nothing more hilarious than sleeping 16 people and comedianing all of them. It's great. Even when I'm on the receiving end, I'm laughing because I know that my team is about to do the same thing back then. <laughs> uh, eight warriors, just fuck it. Just all of them on one guy, and that's it. Just all, just literally everyone Bell press Bellcleave at the same time. Bellcleave at the same time, he goes down. <laughs> instantly kill the person that you're on. Oh my god. So, why, so okay, how do you think that would be fun here? How Please would that be tell fun me. Here? It's, it, why wouldn't that AB8 be fun here? With, four, with, with eight because, warriors. Because it's a very linear... With eight warriors. How is that fun? It's a very it, linear it, strategy. It, you just have to counter the very linear strategy. It's like five boxing shamans back in World of Warcraft. There were people who used to go in with five boxing shamans and shit all over unorganized teams. And then they'd get to the organized teams and they'd get their asses beat. Now that I think about it, for an unsynced, I don't think that. I still and full team, no. You still can't go in. in I, this I still don't think that's a good idea, even for an unsynced. Just because, like... That just shoots down your fucking morale. Going against eight No, warriors. it doesn't shoot down your morale. You know why? Because you're not wearing PvP gear in PvP, uh, so you don't have morale in the first place. But I know, uh Yeah, for, no, for full parties, by the way, yes, you still need to adhere to this. Solo yes. queue and full parties, you need to adhere to it at all times. How do you counter AFL cleaves? Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't have a gap closer. Don't let them get to you. <laughs> just, just CC them all, and they can never get to you, and you win. And certain uh, cues will have a rating system. So obviously, when you win, your rating goes up. When you lose, it goes down. Um, solo queue and light party rating. Yeah. So um, that's why there's five modes. Only two of these modes use the rating. Yeah. That's solo queue. And this is true solo queue, by the way. This isn't like queuing with three people and then get the one random and go up against four random people like Wolves and One is. This is legitimately you can only queue alone. Which I think is good. I don't know why they don't go back and do that with the original Wolves then. Because it would be way better if they did. And it would also make Friday Night Fights, uh, Friday Night Fights a whole lot better if they did that shit. Because I've fought enough fucking 3v1s for the life of me. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to fucking do it anymore. <laughs> now the rules are kind of unique. Well, not really unique. unique. Kind of seems... That's an interesting word for it. <laughs> well, they're unique to 14. But it kind of has, I don't know, like a... I describe it as regicide. That's what it seems like to me. It seems like Halo's regicide. Uh, to win, you must steal as many medals as possible. The team to re reach a certain medal count is the victor. I think that medal count's going to be 1,000 because each team starts with 400. Each mm -hmm. member. Well, I guess in four-man, it'll go to 1,000. In eight-man, probably 2,000. Um, but it imagine... starts with 100. Yeah, it's either going to yeah. go to like it could it could just be 800. Like you need 800 medals at some point. But Because actually, yeah, 1,000 seems a bit high. Um right. 
But yeah, everyone starts with 100, so each team starts with 400 medals. You reach the next number, and you're good to go. What's interesting, and you talk about the unique rules, is it's not just a matter of kill and pick up medals. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of variables that come into play that make you either... Are, you're either forced to protect a certain player, or you're forced to attack a certain player. Right. Um, and then it's up to the individual teams to kind of work around that and protect this member, or really get to that single member. Uh, coin battle from Smash Bros. is another good way to look at it, but... A little bit less, like coin battle was when you just hit them a lot of the times, and then when you kill them, a lot more coins came out. This is yeah. you have to land a kill for the medals to drop at all. Yep. Um, so we have some new, so first of all, if you kill a player, they have less medals, and they can drop less medals. So killing the same person over and over again. Not going to do anything. Not, it, not that it doesn't do anything. Like for it, example. It just, okay, go ahead. For example, like going after the healer first and killing them to get their medals, and then you now have the other three that are available while the healer respawns. Mm -hmm. um, that, for example, is a viable strategy in my eyes, where you just go for the healer first every time, which is what everyone fucking does anyway. And mm -hmm. uh, and then you punish the rest of the party. Um, as long as your healer can keep your party up, that will likely be the dominant strategy going into the four, four versus four. The only thing is, eventually, if you're only killing the healer and you're not landing kills on other people, then that's not rewarding as You're much. not going to get that many... Um medals yeah off, so. um and on top of that whenever you kill someone they're not guaranteed to drop the same amount of medals they are you either drop a little a, uh, a little a little bit more or a lot so there's three different tiers of metal drops you could get maybe 50 medals off one kill or you could get only 10 medals off one kill and there'll be a little icon over their head and you have to have somebody pick it up but even then you have to think about who's picking it up and that's because some of these new pvp elements that i'll let you go over um didn't, I didn't see a little bit uh, about Adrenaline Rush, um, but you have supply boxes, um, which are just items on the field. To be clear, Adrenaline Rush is the same thing we have in, like, Seal Rock, where you have the personal limit break bar. That's what Adrenaline Rush is. So it's the same thing. I thought that they would have changed it for it. No, it's Adrenaline Rush is Adrenaline. That's, that's what the name of Adrenaline is. No, no, I know it, that, but I thought they would have made, like, some type of change to it. I mean, it could generate slower. It could because it's less people. I don't know what they'll do because in this kind of scenario with the four v fours, the eight v eights, it's a lot more. It's a lot more, <laughs> a lot more influential when you when you lb the healer when there's only four people versus when you lb the healer and there's twenty four people. I still like doing it either way. Oh, of course, I like. <laughs> I, I, if we if I had that if I had that adrenaline bar full, like I try to find. I tr well, I don't waste it on a warrior or anybody like that. Oh, but. you can still use it on a warrior. You just got to make sure that like. 70% health before you do it. It never and, works out. Then, it, never, yeah. it never worked out for me. It works out occasionally. It's just when it the warrior's being... Out. It I works out when the warrior's being a dick face and he just runs into your whole team. He's like, I'm just going to run away when I'm... Lo oh, shit. Yeah, just, just don't use it on a fucking Dark Knight. Yeah, no. If they're going to LD that shit. <laughs> like, they're going to LD that shit and you're just... No, gonna like, I've learned that the hard way. Just don't use an LB on a Dark Knight. Don't. No. Although uh, most of the times Dark Knights use LD in PvP, the, the healers just say, eh. <laughs> Like, I see, unless they queued with a healer so often, I see the healers just go, eh, he did his yeah. job. See ya. Yeah, but uh, the supply boxes, you have items on the field that can help uh, the team that grabs them. Uh, different kits have different effects. You know, you have your offensive, your defensive, your medical, and then the ones that help your adrenaline bar. Yeah. And then there are certain um, kind of effects that come with time. Like calling yeah, time. This was really weird calling time. I don't know if I, I maybe I should have read the it, official it, one I, a little I think bit more. It, the thing about calling time is it helps it helps the battle move along. Um, during like if there's a certain amount of time that no one gets a kill, um, debuffs will be placed on people, and it'll play, make the play, players weaker and weaker. 
Yeah, and my question is, is this on everyone in the arena? Because that's stupid. But it helps move it along. But it doesn't. If everyone's weaker, then it's basically just slowing down the game because you don't have anyone who's like who can designate and kill everyone's weaker what i think is it's one person that's growing weaker and weaker and until they die this is basically to try and give you a target like shit we're losing we can't kill any of them oh look mm -hmm. the dragoon has culling time let's go after him because now that's actually a comeback mechanic for us in the game but why just one person though i mean if i can understand if it's just one person but like no kills at all None. Nobody. Well, the thing, I, I think it's going to be one person on each team simultaneously. I don't think it's necessarily going to be one person out of the eight or 16 people. Mm -hmm. um, I just think it wouldn't make any sense if everyone was weaker because it doesn't for, make you, it doesn't help you kill anything any faster. It doesn't make any targets die faster because everyone's hitting for less, everyone's taking more damage, whatever it is. So it's, unless it's random debuffs, like for example, the warrior got paralyzed, the, the white mage got, you know, silenced or something like unless it's something like that where everyone's getting different debuffs and then over time they're stacking more and more that would make a little bit more sense but even then that's just it's still just slower it doesn't actually enhance the gameplay in my mm -hmm. opinion but the next one next one's kind of interesting heavy metal increased damage taken if you're marked with it so sort of like well it it kind of reminds me of battle fever because you will be marked like when uh, in front lines, if you get battle fever, you're marked, but you and you take more damage. So kind of the same thing. Um, and this is when somebody is picking up a lot of medals. You know, he's gonna he's gonna be weighed down. Yeah. AKA Little heavy metal. Bitch. Uh, so uh, <laughs> so as you pick up more, as you pick up more medals, like it's gonna get stronger. The buff is gonna get stronger. So the strategy is you kind of have to spread out who gets the medals. Like, just don't go ham and start getting every medal you see. Like, spread it out. Yeah, don't, don't, don't allow your healer to pick up every single medal that drops, pretty much. Because they're going to eat shit when that happens. And this is what, like, this is really what brings me back to Regicide. Like, who's okay. the king? Who's the king? And you always know who the fucking king is. So, the warrior. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to be the warrior. No. Well, here's what's probably going to happen. What's going to eventually break down into the meta is the tank's going to pick up the most. You're going to have matrix. They'll be, they'll be able to take the most beating, especially because they'll have vitality accessories now. Um, and then just you start. You then if like you have a dragoon or a monk, they'd be next. Then your bard or something. Then your heal your healer will be the last person who fucking picks up medals in this case. Probably unless you're an astrologian, then you pick up all the. <laughs> then, <laughs> then it's like yeah, fuck it. I got I got four thousand medals. Everyone, fuck it. Just. Just fucking shield, 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 evasion, shield, shield. There you go. So after every match, you're going to get your uh, KDA, just kind of like pretty much any FPS, any good FPS. And, um, or any competitive game. It's not like FPS is the only games that have KDA, Sly. League uh, of that's Legends what, that's what I'm comparing it to. That's because this is what like this is really you what know, it some FPS like. games don't even have KDA. They only have KD, just kill death ratio and assist. They're like, congratulations, go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> now, did you kill him? No, uh, who cares? In all right? fairness, assist has been more of a recent thing. Yeah, it's so, it's been yeah. used a lot more recently. Now there are in um within this there are seasons and then there are tiers, kind of like what we have in League. Well, um, League, you know, Dota, I guess every kind of competitive game at this yeah. point, except I guess, I don't know, does Call of Duty have fucking Diamond Elo? <laughs> Do they have that shit? I don't know. 
Yeah, but she got the bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, you know. They, you know here's weird. They said there were six ranks, but they only listed five. Yeah, what would be... The is there one... Unranked could be one. Like, you've never done a ranked game. Yeah, that's or... what I'm thinking. Like, either it's one, up, one below bronze or one above diamond. And what would be above diamond, though? A diamond is, like, I'll use League as the example since it's what I know is Challenger or Master. It's literally <laughs> the people who are in the top 1% of everything. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. So what could, like, what could be above that? Well, that's what, I mean, that's what it could be. It could be Challenger or Master. It could literally be the first, the people who are in, like, first, second, and third place on the server. That just makes the, the rewards, the gear that we saw, a little bit more. It, it makes it... It makes me a little more excited for it. Like, I want to do it. I want to get those rewards. It, I don't know if you saw the picture of the actual... Uh, oh, yeah. I think it was Diamond Gear. Was yeah, it Diamond they, Gear? Yeah, they held up a piece of gear, and at first they just said it was new PvP gear. Then they clarified that it was gear that was only available to people who are at least in Diamond ELO. And this is something that World mm -hmm. of Warcraft did for a long time, where gear, certain PvP gear was locked behind your actual skill as opposed to your... Uh, your 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 PvP rank. World of Warcraft right. didn't even have PvP rank. Now we have shit that's locked behind your PvP rank and locked behind the fucking Diamond Elo. And I like this because it gives it's actually giving PvP incentive. Yeah. I don't think I really I don't think PvP before this had any incentive. I mean there there are some who felt like there was some incentive to PvP. I don't know why. But now I I feel the incentive. I really want to do this. What about you? What are you kind of hyped for this? Are you going to take it? Are you going to, are you going to shoot for diamond? You know what? I, it's, I, I'm excited to, to PVP on that level. I'm mm -hmm. more excited for the general population that doesn't give a fuck about this because we finally have eight V PVP without grand company restrictions. Right. I, I'm, I'm more excited for that because that alone will revitalize PVP in a way that seal rock, even with all its greatness, couldn't do. Seal Rock is still very, very much alive. Yeah, it but is. But the feast is going to eat its dick. Even though I can't get a cue for it, but go on. Oh, I, I can get cues, no problem. Especially on Mondays. Mondays are really good. It took an hour. Oh, you're on things. Primal. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. That's, yeah, it's because whatever, RMT. That's RMT don't cue for PvP Sly. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, and the, the information the information on the PvP rank and like other stats will be displayed on the lodestone for each season um, for different data centers. So that's kind of good. It, it, you got a little bit of pride going on the lodestone there. I, I like that. That's oh, going to be a big thing. The people who care about PvP pay attention to the rankings we currently have now. There are people mm -hmm. who pay attention to their fucking free company rank on the lodestone, which is like how many points you generated in a month or some shit. Um, people are gonna fucking eat this shit alive if they put it on the lodestone, which is a good thing. That's a good thing. They want people to be actually using the lodestone because the lodestone's got a million and one features that no one Nobody uses. uses. <laughs> you know what they use it for? They use it to get a census. That's what they use it. To, that's what they use it for. Or to bitch on the forums. Or to bitch on the forums. Yeah, but that's not the lodestone anymore. The lodestone goes to the forums. But the forums aren't part of the lodestone. Eh, it's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and a season lasts a certain period of time. Um, every time the season ends, the rankings reset. Yeah, so uh, that's that's something that most people should be familiar with in any PvP game. Um, right. Even going back to Call of Duty, 
even if you prestiged, it was kind of the same way. It, it wasn't exactly, this was more like resetting your PvP rank. But uh, resetting yourself so that you're you're at the same level as everyone else is pretty much the same way. Actually, you know what? Because Call of Duty came out every year, you consider a Call of Duty, a, every Call of Duty game a fucking a season. season. And yeah. then the next season comes out next year, and you got to pay $60 to play in it, pretty much. Um, luckily, we don't have to do that. We just have to pay for... Well, it's $45 because it's, it's, it's a patch. It's three months if you want to yeah. compete in the whole season. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's going to start in patch 3.25. And uh, that's about five weeks after patch 3.2, they said. But preseason will start in patch 3.21, so there will be a preseason. Yeah, the preseason they're going to be using, that's going to start two weeks after. Now, that's just to be clear. The Feast will be out in 3.2, mm-hmm. but... Um, the actual preseason where you'll be able to use the ranked queues in order to kind of test the system, uh, that'll be available in 3.21. That's also very common to do a preseason. Uh, preseason very often is used for balance changes. It's used for, um, it's used to make sure that the system itself is working, that ELO is calculating properly. So uh, you'll be able to get ranking throughout all that. Just it's going to be reset as soon as the season itself actually started. Right. So a lot of people, and myself included, thought when they said that that the feast wasn't coming till three point two one. And at first, I was like, "Yes, that means I can do savage." And before the feast, and then I found out that was not true. So sadness. sadness. Not gonna be feasting. Not gonna be feasting just yet because you got Prague. You got Prague. Yeah. Have fun yeah. with the fifty second episode. Anyway, um, <laughs> moving on. The next thing was the dungeons. They just showed us two quick videos of the anti tower, which it looks like it's Charlian in nature. Yeah. It is Charlene. Yeah, they said that in the second section. We'll talk yeah. about that with Athos. Um, and then the Lost City of Amtapur hard mode, which will go deeper into the city than normal mode. Giggity. <laughs> Phrasing. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think with uh, Lost City, we're we're gonna see the aftermath. Like once Diablos left for to do his kind of Void Arc thing, what came in and kind of took over. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know. It looked, I always liked Lost City of Antipor and the music. Yeah, I did too. It's one of my good favorite as it ever, It's just as good as it ever was. If you Same as it ever you, was. Yeah, it, the music is as good as it ever was in Lost City of Antipor, so I don't think I'm ever going to get tired of that dungeon. That right. is probably one dungeon that has survived the ages for me. I've never gotten tired of that dungeon. Me either. It's, it's an actual, you know what, the thing is, the aesthetic reminds me of Dark Souls and Demon Souls, and I love that. And the mm, enemies no. remind me of Final Fantasy XI. no. I wouldn't say that. You're, you didn't even fucking play through those games. Don't talk to me about I've that I've seen shit. it. I've seen oh, it. Oh, you've seen it, please. Here we go. Please. Here we go. Go. For, yeah, I, I was about to say, here, here comes Bloodborne's Bloodborne. not even the one I'm comparing it to. I compare it to Dark Souls and Demon Souls more than uh, more than, than Bloodborne. Oh, man. Uh, and then they, yeah, they just showed some videos, played the music of them. There was nothing else there. We didn't get item level. We didn't really see much of anything else just a quick preview we'll see more of the bosses in the trailer i think the trailer we're gonna get this friday so when i think about it more the trailer you usually get a few weeks in advance and then they have the website goes live and they start uh, they update Mm -hmm. the website every couple of days with information that'll probably start this friday in all honesty but haven't we gotten some live letters where we did get a trailer for it i think the i think the Mm 2.4 live letter and the 2.5 live letters we got trailers i don't recall if we got them at the same time we may have gotten them in 2.3 as well. I don't remember. I think 2.1 and 2.2 came at different times. So I, I don't remember precisely. I know for a fact that uh, 2.4... Actually, no. You know what? 2.4 we didn't because the 2.4 trailer came out the day before Live Letter and then at Live Letter... I mean, I, I'm sorry, at FanFest. And at then Fan at FanFest, they did a Live Letter and showed us the trailer. So it came out before the, the Live Letter uh, from FanFest. 
Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so it actually it's, it's happened. It's actually happened a pretty different way. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh. Then we go into raid. This again, there really wasn't much new to talk. They spent a lot of time talking about feast. Like most of the time, talking about feast and stone ski ski stone stone sea sky. It's a tongue. It's a tongue twister, all right? Stone sky. Stone sky. Stone sky. There we go. Okay, so uh, Alexander, Midas, and Savage implemented at the same time. We knew that. Right. The drop system will work the same in Midas Normal as it did in old Alexander Normal, old, or old Gordius Normal, which was, you know, you get tokens from the bosses, you can get one piece per week. Total, from each one. Like, you can get one bolt, one shaft, giggity, one spring, and one, like, you get just one from each floor. Will there be any incentive to actually go back to Gordius, though? That's my issue. To unlock Midas? <laughs> like, no, no, just going back. No, no. Oh, uh, Animal Weapon. That's the only one? I, that's all I got. Because we, uh, like I said, this is, this is New Raid. I understand, um, understand kind of in a sense of, well, Final Coil, I guess. Like, well, I would compare it to. I'm, draw, I'm drawing a blank here. Me too, because I don't know what the fuck you're trying to say. <sighs> not everybody's gonna get gear, like get their gear, like from probably not everybody's gotten their gear for people who've just recently cleared um, Gordius, and then this comes out. So, fuck it. Now they have this. And they have the new dungeons, and they have Sephiroth, and they have all the new shit. So there's nothing... Like, and there's... SOs will be uncapped. Oh, we did go over that, didn't we? Well, I mean, that's, is that really a surprise to anyone? But I have, a, I have an issue with that, too, and I'll get to that in a minute. All but, right, all right. But, um, yeah, it just seems like there's... There's not an incentive to raid like a lot for a lot of people who okay maybe they are fortunate enough to clear Gordius and then they get to um, they get to Midas and they're worrying about Midas progression um, and they're not gonna worry about it in a normal mode for you know what the reason to go back to Gordius savages what Godwalker don't give me that look that's that's motivation. No, it's not. And the, and the achievements for beating it ten times. I swear to God, I'm discarding that shit first time I get it. Sorry. You're sorry, when, sorry, when not you get sorry. it If you get it. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Don't be sorry. All right. Uh, speaking of Savage, uh, Midas Savage is going to work the same way. I, this doesn't surprise me. Like, it, mm -hmm. it surprised me more that they kept the drop system from normal as opposed to the drop system, like, instead of changing it, because not a lot of people like the original Alexander Normal. I assume they'll do it where it's four items drop, not two, like when it first started. I'm sure they'll do it like when it was four, and you're guaranteed one of each, plus a dupl duplicate of one. Um, that being said, I wasn't a big fan of that. It worked for the time being, but uh, I'm surprised to not see any sort of revisions to it. I don't know what they would have done, to be fair, though. Now, um, to kind of jump ahead a little bit and jump back at the same time, uh, in Midas, since there are, um, since one of the quality of life changes is that the sword and shield will drop at the same time, will we see that in Midas? Yeah, we'll see that in Midas. Okay. That'll that'll be a thing in Midas. That that's something I actually forgot about the sword and the shield dropping at the same time. Yep. Uh, that's good because that's frustrating as hell to be a paladin who gets your because for some fights back in a realm of born the shield dropped on different fights 
than the fucking than the fucking sword did, which was even more annoying. It was like, all right, well, shield. Oh, hey, shield. And then you start getting more shields. You're like, what the fuck am I gonna do with the shield right now? Now it's gonna it's gonna be basically the same thing. You're gonna you're gonna like you're gonna have people who have the shield don't have the sword, and they're just like, all right, well, fuck the shield. I mean, it's whatever. Um, they showed inside of Alexander, and A5 and A6 look almost identical to A1 and A2. There are some changes, to be fair, because he's standing upright now, so it's a little bit more vertical. But it looks very, very similar to A1 and A2. It's not really until A7 where it distinguishes itself. Alexander City? Yeah, the city inside of Alexander's arm. Pretty much. Now, I guess I, I want to know lore-wise what the function of this arm is because it looks like it may actually have been the arm where people are supposed to survive. We know that Alexander is a fortress. And just because he has two arms doesn't mean that they both look exactly the same because they both serve different functionalities. Mm-hmm. And it looks like the, the, the arm we're going into now, which is the left arm, is the arm of like where the civilization is supposed to exist. But that seems odd that it would just be the arm. You would think that something like that would be at the kind of core of, well, not really the core, but for the, me, I imagine that's where like the royal kind, like the ro- like royalty or like uh, the overseeing bodies would kind of survive, would be in his core. Also, mm. we don't even know if Alexander's core is something that was designed in such a way to like have a function like that. His arms maybe, but then the core could actually be Alexander inside of there, and kind of just his lair. Um, it's hard. We don't know that yet. Um, but the city was badass inside of his arm it does look badass but i just i just question the lore behind it which we'll talk to ethos about well i mean i have a feeling that any lore you could look at uh, i know midas um while he has a pretty fucked up lore he um Mm -hmm. he also had you know you know everything he touches turns to gold so I was expecting to see more gold, gold. inside of inside of the mine. Well, well, you have these gold, pretty gold lights in the city. That's all. That's pretty much most you get. And, and besides the besides the actual um, arena aesthetic, the raid arena aesthetic. Yeah, that's all you see. Um, and for those asking why is Alex why is all that inside Alexander? Nothing in this game is scaled properly on the outside. If you look it, at fractal, Continuum, Alexander's a TARDIS. Well. I don't know what that means. I'm not a fucking Who fan. I'm not a Who it's anything. Bigger. It's it's bigger on the inside than is. The okay, other. it's bigger on the inside than that. Well, that's how everything. I mean, even the um, the coils themselves were smaller on the outside than they were on the inside. Um, if you look at like dungeons like Hawk Manor and the Fractal Continuum, those are fucking small places that you then go inside and are far bigger. If the fucking third boss is liquid gold, I'm punching someone in the face. <laughs> I expect us to see. <laughs> I ex- recycle it. That would be if I, I'm, ex- I'm expecting to see trash mobs or even like ads on bosses that look like living liquid that are made of gold. I expect that. Not a fucking full boss that's living and then liquid. a mechanic with fucking gold now. Molten gold. A molten gold mechanic. Liquid oh. gold. Liquid gold. Yeah. Fucking liquid. Gold. Living. Living, living gold. gold. Yeah. <sighs> God damn it. Oh, that's gonna happen. And then there's two Fausts at the entrance. We knew that already. Tim and Bob. Yeah. Tim and Bob. Or Tim and Eric, depending on what you prefer. Tim and Bob, awesome raid, great job. Yep, exactly. Tim and Eric, awesome raid, great job. Anyway, next thing is the materia changes. Not really that much different. No. What's different is that you can put it in raid gear. But they said new types of equipment, and they used raid gear as an example. Uh, gear? He, he, what happened? DM gear? 
No, I, I doubt it. I actually think they wouldn't. I, I think like, when, they say, when they say new gear, I yes, I'm thinking raid gear, but I'm thinking the only thing other the only crafted. thing. Hmm? It's crafted gear. Crafted gear and new tombstone gear. Those are the other things on my mind. Crafted gear we already know has fucking melts. Like that's not right. new. Uh, the reason why Dynam gear actually might happen is only because uh, now we know it's inferior to raid gear, or it's going to be inferior to raid gear, so it doesn't actually hurt. And you can't convert it anyway, which is fucking stupid, but it is what it is. But do you think that would make it on it? Like, with the... Um, no, with because you can, still put, you can still put that same piece of material into a raid piece, and it, it wouldn't push it over and make it better than raid gear. I'm not saying make it better, but make it on par. No, because then you, it's not like the raid gear doesn't have that, that slot. The raid gear has that same slot. If you had gotten the raid gear, it would have just fucking... You would have put it in, and it would have been better. Um, and then on top of that, the big thing that's... Uh, especially tanks are looking at this, is you can't meld... You can't over-meld main stats. So if... Like, let's say a ring has one guaranteed meld slot. Um, that's the only slot you could... As a tank, for example, put strength. You can't, or you can't or vitality. That. No, that's all you can do. The other four slots cannot be strength or vitality or any of the six main stats, which is unfortunate for piety, rip piety, um, because piety is one of those off stats that it's like, can I just do all the... No? Okay. Uh, let's, let's, let's be clear. Healers are going to get accuracy in there anyway, so it doesn't fucking matter. I hope you healers have accuracy gear ready. Don't think you're getting off scot-free because of the tank damage calculations. You if you're doing, if you're doing, if you're doing savage, you're probably still going to be DPSing a little bit, so you might want some accuracy. Plus dots. Plus, well, a lot of dots are applied automatically. Like you know, like they don't. If you don't have a base damage, it can't miss. So if it does no damage, but applies a dot, it lands every time. So you're good to go on that front. Um. Anyway, and grade uh, four and five are going to have their availability increased, probably through DM. Diadem. It's diadem, yep. not diadem. Stop <laughs> it. You, fu you fucked that up for me because you called it that. That's how I always said it. That's, how, that's why it's always been wrong. <sighs> Whatever. Yeah, I agree. Um, you're going to get a lot more uh, material from diadem. Diadem. Shut up. I Googled it. <laughs> that's it. I Googled them. Uh, let's see. And then we have the Orchestrian, which they discussed. Housing changes. And other housing changes, yeah. That orchestrian is content. It's part of housing. I I lump it in with housing. It's it's just a it's just one other thing I can put in the script club. The thing is, if you want to put it in the script club, you better go out and fucking hustle for that cheat music because you're gonna to have to craft some of it. You're gonna to have to get drops from primals. You're gonna to have to buy it from vendors. So, um, how how many um how many orchestrian? Uh, parties do you think we'll oh, see? Oh, we're going to see so many orchestra. Uh, farming for pony... <laughs> come come to pony slash sheet music farm. Yep. Yeah, that's absolutely going to happen. It's it's going to work. It's very much going... Especially going to back to things like turn 9 and turn... Like going back to turn 13 to get answers and going back to turn 9 to get the, the White Raven theme. Right. Like that's... People are going to go back and do that. Now, and especially because... One... No, no, no. I'll let you go. Now one thing... Oh... Sorry to cut you off, but one thing I liked about the Orchestrian uh, was kind of the real aesthetic to where you, the closer you get to it, the louder the music is, the farther away you're from it, the you know, kind of off the music is. So I thought that was an interesting little... That's aesthetic. fun. That's fun. It, it, it's, it's interesting. It, I, I like it. it. I like little things like that. What's not fun about that 
is because then they started talking about incorporating speakers so that it could play statically throughout the entire house. And that's like more a surround fucking, town kind of thing. And that's more fucking furnishing items that we that we have to use on just that when they could have just made it play the same thing. It's one of those things that's like, wow, that's pretty cool when I run farther away. And then you're on the other side of the house and you're like, well, fuck, I can't hear it. Obviously, it works like a damn radio. It's a, it's a game. It doesn't need to work like a radio. What about the real you remember, life? Video comparison. killed the radio star. So just this doesn't this doesn't function well here. I don't know. I, I like it. I like it. I might just walk up to the orchestrion and play the preview over and over again, so I don't have to actually fucking like move. Because I might if I because if I'm gonna stand there, I might as well just fucking listen to it myself. Yeah. So what about what about realism? Hap? What what about it? Oh, let me get some. Is this is this final realism? Fucking fourteen? Is that what it is? Final yes. reality fourteen? Yes. Is that what this game is called? Final reality fourteen? If it was that, we would have butts. Just had to throw in butts. It's, I had to throw in butts. There are real things. Butts are real. It's not in our game. Anyway. Um, so, have fun collecting the new music. They said they want to add like 30 tracks to like the thing. I thought there patch. were 40. Originally. 30, 40 tracks. No, like 40 tracks to launch, but they were like, we're going to put 30 tracks in every patch. I better hear tracks from like the old Final Fantasies if they're going to do that. Because that's a lot of fucking music. And I don't think they make 30 new tracks every single patch now i'm trying to remember some of the um older uh fate events do they have some custom music involved? some do but a lot of it gets re like the behemoth theme is the same theme that you fight la hebrea with um and it's the same as the turn five theme for example like a lot of those are recycled odin has his own theme but that's reused now i'm thinking of i'm thinking about like the 11 events and the uh 13 events things like that didn't they have their own individual music? yeah they do. okay okay so you think that would kind of get that, added? Should, that should be added to the list yeah okay absolutely i expect to hear like themes like that are from old final fantasies that aren't in the game i expect to eventually see those in the orchestrion basically the orchestrion is hey never buy one of our music cds ever again just unlock it in 14 and stand, stay indoors and you'll be good to go 1.0 cat butts let's not talk about 1.0 cat butts <laughs> next up is the mentor system the mentor says now i'm the, actually the gonna, senpai system the senpai uh, system hi I'm actually going to pull up the official forums on this one because uh, there's some information that clashes with information that came with uh, the official one. And I want to read it for myself. Let's okay. see. There's Fernhall. Wait, what the fuck is this? Wait a minute. What? What are you wait, pulling up? Wait a minute. Okay. Uh, no, I'm looking at something else. Oh, that's the lore discussion. Yeah, I just need the questions. Here we go. All right. Uh, I need to get to the question where they talk specifically about the Senpai system. Exploratory missions, Disciple of Hand and Land, other updates, which we'll have a lot to talk about. Other updates, part four. Okay, so here is the other one. Let's see. The Feast, New Instance, Alexander Midas, Material Melding, Orchestrian, Mentor System, part one. So, okay, there, it does actually say it here. So the Senpai system. We've got what the requirements are to become a Senpai. Mm -hmm. The first one is you need one job. From every role at 60, you need one tank, one healer, and one DPS. Not or, and. and. You need three jobs at least at 60 then. If not more, if you have multiple DPS or multiple tanks. I guess that's fair for now. Yeah. Go on. 
then you need to have completed 1,000 or more dungeons or trials. Trying to check. Go either way, your, uh, either way, I'm not qualified because go to your no. All you have to do is go to your achievements and see uh, dungeon. It, it actually has an achievement that tracks that under battle, mm. battle, and then combat. It's the first tab under the battle tier, and then you just scroll down and you can see how many. That's where you see how many like fates you have done and shit too. Yeah, no. No. And then <clears throat> you also have to have at least 300 commendations. Ah, that I do have. Yeah. So that is not a whole lot of fucking requirements. That is not. That is not. I feel an accurate way of judging mentorship. What do you think a more accurate way would be? I think it'd be nice if they, if you wanted to give advice on a specific thing, like for example. Just because someone's done a thousand Dungeons or Trials doesn't mean they can necessarily give advice on their job because they could be playing their job wrong for all 1,000 Dungeons or Trials. Yeah, there's, and I've seen a lot of professionals, you know, that little thing you get top of your head, yeah. um, who don't really play their job well. I mean, they might have every job level, every battle job level, but yeah, when you run with them, they not, might not play it well. I mean, the, like, here's the thing. The first requirement means you can level. whoop de fucking do Okay. The second one means you've done a lot of Dungeons or Trials. whoop de fucking do The third one means you're a nice person occasionally. <laughs> occasionally. All you have, like, for commendations, it's pretty much as simple as saying hello. Yeah. You can just say hello and be like, wow, that guy actually communicated with me. Commendation. Commendation. It's a lot of experience, but it's not necessarily experience that matters. That's like when you have that's like when you have a fucking high school teacher that's been doing their job for twenty years, but every year they just fucking give the same assignments and people from the last year cheat with the new year and shit like that. Like mm -hmm. it's fucking useless. They didn't actually they're not actually doing anything different. They have the experience, but they don't necessarily have the knowledge and they're not very adaptive to their scenario. It literally just means you did a bunch of shit. Like, for example, you may have done a thousand or more Dungeons or Trials. For all I know, you could have done fucking Sastasha a thousand times as a scholar with your fucking on autofollow. And gotten commendations because people thought, wow, that guy's smart. But when you, when you shift over to the requirements for, like, because there, there is a uh, mentor system for Disciples of the Hand and Land. Uh, one level 60 Disciple of the Hand and Land. So... One of both. But see, I feel like and, with gathering and crafting, though, this is way easier. Yeah, it's easier, but it's I, I feel like with that kind of copy pasted kind of kind of requirement, it, it it's it seems a little more I guess useful for crafters and gatherers because it's just a lot of experience with crafting and gathering, whereas with um with battle jobs, it's more skill. My question is, it says I've crafted over 100 collectibles. What if none of those collectibles were of a rank that could actually be turned in? That's what, if you what if you just turned on collectibles and then just mm -hmm. crafted it through and didn't actually, like, do a craftable? Like, didn't actually increase your craftability. Your collectability, my bad. Well, time to go to the lens and spam some collectible fish. I'll be back. There you go. There you go. I'll be back. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they—it's demanding the experience. It's not demanding that the experience be of value. Like for example, if you're going to do a thousand or more instance dungeons or trials, like at least make it so the person has to have done something or accomplished something or had, had hit a minimum threshold of something with their play. 
Like, for example, if you're going to... Like, you did that, you could have never stepped foot in any Extreme Primal. And yet, if somebody comes to you as level 60 and say, Hey, you, you're a mentor. Give me advice on these fights. You'd be like, I don't fucking know. How are you a mentor? <laughs> Shot in the dark here. What if they tied in uh, Stone Sea and Sky to this? You think right, like yeah. it, it would it would make it it would make right it a ahead. little more selective? I guess. Go right ahead. T t t uh, add that to Stone Sky and see. It makes it a little bit more useful because the people who want to be mentors will go out of their way to become mentors. Then. Yeah. Um. Or I I don't know, I don't know. I I just I don't think these requirements are going to like yes there are going to be some good mentors that that fit these requirements. I feel like you're going to see a wider variety of bad mentors abusing the mentor roulette with these requirements versus mm -hmm. actually being of value. Um, and, so. and since you brought that up and this is one reason why I really don't think this is going to work. Mentor roulette. Uh, it matches you with a mentor and you get no, the mentor doesn't get any reward from it. it there's no incentive. There's no incentive for it. So I, I just don't see a lot of people taking the time to mentor someone. Yes. I mean, if, if you're talking about friends or some FC mates, yeah, I could see this work, but in in just the random case of a mentor roulette, no, it's not going to work. There's no incentive. He can just teach them. I don't know. Spam, I, I, spam Medica too all day. Good I job. guess this is kind of a good point. Uh, by default, the mentor chat channel that you get access to for doing this, it actually only puts Sproutlings and mentors in. Sproutlings a brand new player mm -hmm. who has you know I think it's forty hours or forty five hours under forty five hours played. Um, and that's it. I think that's the only way to get rid of it is like by taking like 40 hours or something. And um, people in chat saying let's lie, there's achievements in Glamour. Really? Yo, fucking no, no. yeah. Are you no, 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 no. That is the truth. What's the one thing, the the one thing you think you somebody this? who mentors someone wants? Fucking tombs. That's it. Like, I want to mentor somebody real quick, you know, get some tombs out of it. I don't want any fucking achievement or for Glamour for this. When am I going to get Senpai above my name? I don't want that. Just give me some tombs. I'll be fine. Tombs? Tombs. Thank you. Shut up. I had somebody else ask me tombs the other day, and I was like, it's been so long since I called them tombs. Uh, tombstones. Please, 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 please. Please, 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 please. Please, tomes. Tomes, tomes, tomes. Anyway, I don't know. I guess if you're mad, I guess, I guess that's true. If you're getting matched with a Sproutling, and you're someone who's done a thousand Dungeons and Trials, at least you could show them the ropes. I guess I don't know. I kind of want a mentor system. I guess I, I, hopefully the uh, the Hall of Novice kind of covers this, which wasn't right. mentioned at all here. Mind you, was not mentioned once here. Uh, hopefully the Hall of Novice actually allows level 60s to teach level 60s, whereas mentor seems to be level 60s teaching like level 20s. Which is okay, but that's not going to help people get through Ravana and fucking Knights of the Round and Savage and shit. You're not going to... You're not going to draw in a crowd that, like, actually really needs to help, whereas new players are kind of mm -hmm. just like, I'm confused, there's new stuff. That information's pretty accessible. I don't know. I don't think and, it's going to accomplish what they want it to. And someone in chat brought up another good point. Um, this is probably going to work more in the JP servers than it would in probably North America. Again, different culture. <laughs> totally different culture. It, I don't think I really don't think this is going to be a popular thing. It's there. I don't think it's going to be utilized. Correct. The only reason is for role players to go in and start start treating people like senpais. 
That would be oh, fucking hilarious. I would go into the room. Oh, if, I, if, if I got to experience that, I would absolutely go in there. If somebody comes in as like a naked Elizin and starts saying, Senpai? Senpai? Show me the ropes. <laughs> yeah, but, but like we said, it's, it's just the cult it, in, in terms of it, the JP servers completing anything. It's a culture difference. And we know we sold you the numbers. That's why I think it would work more on the JP servers than it would the American, the American servers. We're not about that life. Yeah. Collectively. <laughs> Collectively. We're not about that. Collectively. Life. We're not, we're not about that life. Yeah. And the thing is I can make an alt to do that too. I could be the Sproutling. Like you, I could have an account that's been around for three years and still have a Sproutling character to be in there. Right. Oh, that's gonna be fucking great. <laughs> I am looking forward to this. Then we have the new primal. The fiend. Containment Bay S1T7. Now um the music that actually plays in this fight is the music from what's the name of the track? It's one of it's an old Final Fantasy, um I believe it's a it's a boss track. I think it's the music from from fuck, I can't remember the name of it. The, what the name of the song itself actually is? It, it is. It is an homage. It's not like decisive battle. Mm-hmm. It's um. It's it's another. It might be. Is it well, the one from the fucking? Ah, this is why I don't listen to this shit at three a.m. Is it the one that's actually from the Kepka <laughs> fight? I think it might be. I don't remember. I'd have to listen to it again to remember. But it is uh, battle to the death. The uh, the Atma weapon. The the ultimate weapon fight. That's what it is. Thank you, chat. On um, the Ultima Weapon fight from uh, from Final Fantasy VI, which is the last boss you fight, I believe, before the World of Ruin, before you switch to the World of Ruin. Mm. Mm. Uh, let's see. And then one thing that's interesting here uh, is that the normal difficulty primal is part of the main story, but is not a requirement for the extreme mode. You so you can just... automatically. So I'm guessing this is going to be um, this is um, the ballad. I mean, God damn it! Well, I can't think of his name. The um, Rian J. Not Rian J. The no, who do we, we get our extremes from again? What's his name? Rian J. We don't get him from the minstrel. The minstrel's for Ultima's ballad. We get him from Rian J. But we have to get, use the minstrel for Thornton. Yeah, that's it. That's because Thornton that's is. What, that's that, because that's because Thornton never comes back. The idea behind the extremes is, oh, they're back and they're stronger than ever. Whereas, uh, whereas with um, Thornton, it's like, oh, uh, hey, that was a crazy battle. Let me lie and say it was way harder than it actually was, and then you can fight it again. So yeah, you think it's, we're going to get this from Urian J instead of the mission? Well, it's not necessarily Urian J. It's like Urian J is part of the Gods of Eld story. It's some other dude in Mordona in the okay. um, in the back room where Menphilia used to be. Um, but it's, I mean, Udyan Jay is part of that story. Yeah. Uh, it's just that he's not like the forefront like he was back in A Realm Reborn. So there you go. Mm. And then we have his weapons, which looked pretty cool. They had, so his weapons, my favorite thing is when they're sheathed, they showcase as like encased in gold and like a gold sheath. When you pull them out, it unsheaths. Like, it's like, it's like a sheath that like folds back kind of. From mm-hmm. the looks of the weapons and the from the, the weapons that they showed, that was pretty fucking cool. You know what else is pretty cool? What the gear they showed from Alexander and the tombstones of lore gear. <sighs> Some of this gear looked god awful. Yo, the listen. Sword. Okay, all right, all right. The one with the sword, I think, which was um, 
Tell me, what jobs in the game use a sword, Sly? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the sheet exactly. I have, to, I have to look at the fucking picture. I have the picture pulled up, I think. Okay, the set, well, you, you move past the uh, Sephiroth weapon. Yes. Uh, that's the one I was actually talking about, not the... Um, not the. I already. We already talked. We already talked about that. Slide. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I was. I got them confused. I got them confused. Shut the fuck up. But <laughs> I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it. Yo, no, like listen. It. The ninja gear is fucking Leviathan. The monk gear is fucking Ifrit. For for Tombstone. Now I'll admit the ninja gear did look good. I thought the monk gear looked cool. I just thought it, uh, but here's the problem. Here's what happens next. If you go to Reddit the day after that patch, you want to know what the thread is going to say? What? Why did they have to make the primal-themed gear locked behind jobs? I want to glamour this on any job. Well. Sadness. For those of you who can't see the video right now, I'm making a teardrop motion on my I can't, face. I can't see it. Can't I see it. Well, you're gonna you're gonna be seeing a lot of it in the very near future because that's just that's uh, just how it's gonna work. Oh well, whatever. Tough shit. It's it's Tombstone of Lore gear. Let's be honest. Everyone doesn't wear that gear. Everyone just wears the fucking shit it's from glamour. Before. Yeah, everyone uses glamour stuff that's like level one. It's glamour. There we go. Uh, and then we had diadem changes. Diadem. I will punch you in your fucking diadem. I wish face. you would. <laughs> but I wish uh, you would. Yeah, uh, the change. The, uh, one of the main changes to the diadem uh, is the time, based on the difficulty. So instead of um, hard being what ninety minutes, it is sixty minutes. So this was weird. All of these changes didn't tell a shit about what's actually going to be different about the diadem when we do it. Only that we're not going to have, we're going to have less currents, less time, more tombstone rewards, and there's a bonus for groups that spawn fresh tracks. I would, think this, I would think this would maybe change the drop rate of chests. Maybe? But, but it doesn't, so they said they were going to give it rules and direction. I don't see any rules or direction listed here. No. Maybe they're counting Aether Current as one of the rules or directions. Maybe. I don't know. Um, the big problem for me... like I get it. If they want to keep it the same for now. They did say that they were going to be modifying it up to and through 3.4. So that may be why that those directions aren't listed here. But... Other than the fact I'm gonna need materia, this still doesn't make diadem that much different. I agree. So still, it still seems the same for me, even though I haven't been in in ages. Yeah. Now. I'm going in. Now. I might stream. I might stream diadem tonight. <gasps> what? I might. I don't know because we are supposed to go in before eight thirty Pacific. Um, that's not happening. <coughs> what do you mean? It's five thirty right now. I got three hours. Oh, it, oh, you said Pacific. Never mind. Come on now. There we go. Uh, but the fact that there's less ether currents is nice. For easy mode, it's fucking one current. 
<laughs> After that, Imagine do you, whatever the fuck you want to. If, if, might as well just put the current right in front of you. Right in front Walk of there. In. Boom. Done. Everybody, you know, have fun. There you go. It's have down fun. to three for hard mode also. Oh, well. Diadem. Woohoo! Next. <laughs> um, just Mr. Crafters and Gatherers. New recipes. New raid gear. Materials aren't as hard to obtain. High Allegan crafted gear, which is probably the most important thing. Is that you can dye it. It's dyeable High Allegan gear, which will make people go back to Second Coil and do it. People are going to go back to Second Coil for this. Yes. Like legitimately go back to Second Coil. Oh, well, aren't they already going back to Second Coil anyway? Yeah, but that's for bonus. <laughs> that's just for bonus. Now it's bonus and crafted and, items. And die. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other new recipes. Now, this I thought was interesting. We all know that scripts reset on Thursdays. Yes. And just like at 3.0 or 3.2, whatever it was, they didn't actually incorporate red scripts until two days after. They said that there was going to be new items able to be bought with red scripts in 3.2. No mention. No mention of my fabled green scripts. <laughs> no hap Jesus. You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe no they're just Jesus. waiting. Maybe they're just waiting to. No, wait, waiting for the what, the patch notes. No, no. Yeah, waiting for no, the patch notes. Be like, there's green no, scripts now, motherfucker. No, no green scripts. Sorry, no hap Jesus on that one. Just, 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 just say it one time. It's okay. Hap was wrong. How's it feel to never be right, though, Sly? I'm. <laughs> I am right 45% of the time. My ass 45% of the time. 45% of the time you even guess. <laughs> Take maybe 45% of that 45%. Yeah. All right, there we go. Uh, I wonder if that's going to be the case because they can't possibly just let people save up 99 red script tokens and go into fucking 3.2 and buy all this shit. No? No. No? No. So what are they going to do? Green scripts. Anyway. <laughs> I was going to say purple, but okay. Purple. Okay. Purple. Purple. Oh, Tons. no, no. No, yellow, yellow scripts. That's Sugar, purple. water, purple. Yeah, yeah I, I think I said yellow scripts, correct? I don't remember. Oh, God, you can't. Because green can... is the ultimate answer. No, it's not. RGB. Got it. Anyway. Uh, so anyway, next is Tombstones. This is standard shit. Removing yeah. Soldiery. And Poetics will still be there. Because there's people who don't have the expansion. So they, they have Poetics. Law is getting phased out. Right, so it's getting phased you, out. You convert whatever Law to... Um, well, no, you, once you use up your Law, you're, you're done. You won't be able to get any more. Um, now this is... It made me ask a question, and I've asked this like a couple of times, but this is kind of in the middle of Relic, even though they haven't said anything. I saw this change, I'm like, they haven't said anything about what it's going to do to Relic. It, oh, it's, it, it's going to do the same thing it did to our old Relic back in Realm Reborn. Mm -hmm. So when, uh, when uh, Philosophy got phased out and Mythology became uncapped, um, it, tr it traded, and I think it was a 4 to 1 ratio, I think. It was either 2,000 Philosophy was equal to 500 or 400 Mythology, and mm -hmm. you could just that was the maximum conversion you could get. And then all the items that could be bought with that were put into the mythology section, but at a reduced price. So I expect that this is an indirect nerf to the Anima Quest. I don't think it's designed to be a good nerf to the Anima Quest and its difficulty. I just think it's a byproduct of facing out a, a tombstone. Fair enough. That's it. Pretty much. Um, 
And then law, and so law is being turned to Essos, and then the new one is called Lore. Just outright, they're tombstones lore. of Lore. So tombstones of Ethos. In a nutshell, tombstones of Lore. They'll have a picture Great. of the moon on them. You know what's gonna piss Ethos off? What? We have all these tombstones of Lore, and we can't read them. <laughs> That's gonna fucking infuriate him. I can feel it in my bones, pretty much. Uh, and then we have a bunch of quality of life shit, and, yeah. and that's going to be the wrap-up for the show, is all this shit right here. Yeah, and we've already gone over some of it. You know, again, mm -hmm. the sword and shield. Oh, the big one that I want to mention is mm. all of the roulettes except frontline and mentor. You can queue in a party now. Yes, that was a huge one. I've been, Leveling. been dying to do that. Like, Can 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 I get in? Can I get in on this party? No? Nope, sorry. Sorry, I gotta go in by myself. See you later. Trial yeah. roulette, leveling roulette, fucking yep. guild hest roulette. <laughs> Whoever does it. <laughs> Whoever does it, fucking kudos to you. Uh, I think it's like seven different roulettes that you can queue into uh, together and whatnot. Right. Um, what's another one? Uh, oh, this, one, this one was a huge one for me, even though I'm done with my gatherers. Um, gatherers can still gather when their participation window appears. This shit that was, annoyed that was, me. That was pretty this annoying. annoyed the that. fuck out of me when I was gathering. I'm sorry. Like, I'll give you that. Yeah, that, that to me is a big one. Like, it annoyed me, and I get my cue. I'm, I'm almost done with this lev. I can get this last one. No, you can't. Just cue. <laughs> like and it pissed me off so much. Every there you time. go. But yeah, big one for me. The big uh, one for me. This is by far the most important one. Finally, showing the cooldown of the ability on the hotbar without needing to hover over it. That is by far the single most annoying thing the game did not have for me, other than not being able to queue in with a chocobo, which is why I don't use my chocobo anymore. So. <laughs> Uh, that is huge for me, because I love that in World of Warcraft. I hated living without it here in 14, because a lot of, like, hot bars when you're colorblind, mm -hmm. when it's at, like, five to eight seconds left, and it's got a really long cooldown, you can't tell how long it is till it actually is about to come up. Ugh. Mel's bringing home ramen and takoyaki balls. I almost came. Sounds like it. Almost. Like uh, just just uh, another. There's just a brush of air, and I'm good. <laughs> I am home, Mel, and I don't want the takoyaki. I just want the the ramen because I can't uh, stand squid. There we go. I can't stand squid. Um, yeah, and then um, a few more things like furnishing with um, esthetician access. We got a version die preview. We got a feature for selling items from retainers. A little interesting. That see, that's good because what they mean by that is you basically go to your retainer and you click sell items. Like they're a vendor to sell items from. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to like go to a vent. You don't have to take the items out of your retainer, go to a vendor. It's not like it means sell items on the market. It means like sell shit items that you want to get rid of because you're done hoarding it. Somebody I know needs that feature very, very badly, and I know them very, very well. Can you guess who they are? I don't know. Me. Anyway, 
I thought you were gonna say me for a second. No, me. I need that shit. So the only reason I don't sell half the shit on my retainers, I don't feel like going to my retainer, grabbing it, going back to a vendor, and doing that like fifteen items at a time because I'm already hoarding in my actual inventory. And my retainers inventory. Good lord. Yeah. Salvation armory chest. Anywho, um, yeah, that was pretty much it for the quality of life stuff, and then. It took a little bit of a break and then got to the Aortia collection. Can't speak. Oh, no, um, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did y'all love that volume spike right there? <laughs> that was a feature of the live. That wasn't an actual feature of the live layer was the, the, the volume spike. Oh, my God. Oh. I couldn't. I was like, that's that happened. If that was anybody half the fell asleep during the live letter, they were woken up by that. Yeah, when that happened, that's it was literally that was half the reason why. And when Koji Fox came, I was like, I'm already done. Fuck it, I'm done. Like, <laughs> just I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Not happening. It's not happening. Mm -mm. That shit was so. I don't know what. I, that was funny because I went to Twitter and all the other people who were awake were like, please, please, stop. I can't handle it. <laughs> it hurts so bad. <laughs> Ugh, hiccuped. Oh, man. On that note, though, that covered the first half of the live letter, and that's kind of where our show wraps up. Yes. Because uh, we mm. want to save the second half for Athos. Yeah. As much as I fell asleep during it, I couldn't talk about it if I wanted to. He's going to be telling me what happened, pretty much. Yeah, I, I saw it. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I guess I, the only other thing that we could talk about is the uh, the Mac version's coming back on February twenty third. Woo! They apologized. They apologized. They said, "Hey, it was fucking awful. We fixed it. Here are the new specs. Here you're good to go." So those of you who are gamers with Macs, basically AKA college students, you can now play with us without boot camping. About the trendy people who have Macs, because it was it's still a trend. I don't have one, so I'm not trendy. Oh, I know. I know, Sly. I know. Potato. Potato. Yeah, you could actually. You're one of the few people that could use one. Anyway. <sighs> hey, I'm just saying. You need the trendiness. <sighs> Good luck playing with a one-button mouse. <laughs> oh, the Apple Mouse. That's pretty funny. Yeah. All right. According to chat, you're a whore. All right, there we go. Never mind. Yes. All right, there you go. But anyway, guys, that's going to be it for this week's show. Hopefully you enjoyed the discussion of the live letter, all the tank changes. Remember, if you missed anything, it'll be available on YouTube and iTunes on Wednesday. What the hell is today's date? February 3rd. Wednesday, <laughs> February 3rd. I don't fucking know what day it is. It's Tuesday. The date is irrelevant. Did you get enough sleep? Actually, I slept like a brick last night. I put my head on the pillow, and I was done that was it like immediate out cold i woke up in the same exact position i fell asleep in and i was just done but on that note guys we are going to wrap up the show and move over into post show so i can eventually get to my ramen and takoyaki balls but first sly why don't you tell them where they can find you you can find me on twitch.tv slash slyakagrayfox. You can find me on Twitter at slydefox. You can find me on Instagram at slyakagrayfox07. You can find me in Behemoth, Plot 14, Ward 5 of the Lavender Beds, uh, which we kind of have to upgrade to a script club, thanks to Aya. Um, 
And yes, uh, happy work can they find you? And oh. yes! <laughs> I don't know why I like that a lot. Uh, you can find me everywhere at Mr. Happy 1227 That would be YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook. And also, if you are a sub here in the channel, don't forget we now have a Discord. A sub Discord. <gasps> you can use sub emotes in Discord, too. It's pretty snazzy. Fly, I actually want to talk to you about that a little bit after the show because uh, I spoke to um, I spoke to GameWisp on your behalf at PAX South. Wait, what? And, and, and put in some requests. You and Pook on your behalfs because you guys don't have sub buttons yet. Wait, what? Yet. And I, got, and I got them to look into some interesting things I think you'll like for your streams. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you kindly. And don't I die. almost killed myself right there. Going, don't Ooh. die on me. There we go. Oh, maybe you did a show by hunting. myself. I can't. You see him hunting, early pulling. His name is Sly the Fox, and he's over on Behemoth server. There we go. Yeah, yeah. All right, on that note, guys, we're going to move over to the post show. We'll see you next week with the lore segment of the live letter. And until then, have a good night and take care. See you next week. <laughs>